It's a new episode of the Shipping Manifest, and I'm, as always, Kyle Lee, uh, here with an awesome episode, uh, fresh out of the oven. We talked a lot about Star Wars. That's right, everybody's favorite galactic epic, uh, and we recorded this, as we found out, on the 20th anniversary of The Phantom Menace coming out. And, I mean, we talk a lot about the prequels, but it's not exactly in shining words. Uh, But, you know, you win some, you lose some. Anyways, we've got lots of Star Wars to talk about, and then towards the end of the show, we've got a brand new segment that I think you're going to like. We're going to do some FMK. So, without further ado, let's get started. Good evening. Hello. What? Hello. Hello. Hold on, oh, let me I turn can. the... Yeah, I can definitely hear that. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's done now. Alrighty. Well, how goes it? Oh, uh, it goes. I was watching Doom Patrol. Oh, nice. The last the season finale. Oh, God, it's the finale? I'm so far behind. Yeah. Well, because, um, what's the, oh, maybe, no, next week's the finale. Okay. Because, um, I want to keep, I keep wanting to say giant size man thing, but that's not, that's Marvel. Um, yeah. Swamp thing is starting on the 31st. So. Oh, man. And, and did you hear about all the weirdness with, with Swamp thing? No. Oh, man. Okay, so originally they were ordered for uh, 13-episode season. And in the middle of filming, they got word that, uh, no, it's not going to be 13 episodes anymore. It's actually going to be 10. Uh, and, oh, you're, you're filming 10 next week? Okay, well, then you're done next week. And everybody was like, what the fuck? And, and they had to scramble to try and adjust episode 10 to serve as a possible season finale, but even more uh, probable, a series finale. Uh, so yeah, it's, they... it's super weird. Huh. Which is, that's so weird because like, they seemed real all of their choices that before they even aired Titans, they had already ordered season two. Uh-huh. With that, oh man, that's such a bummer. Does that mean that it's not good? I don't know. I don't know. It definitely makes me nervous about it. Yeah. Um, mm, that sucks. But like, and, and like, I just found out that Madam Xanadu's in that show. And like, how did I not know that Madam Xanadu's in that show? I mean, I could, I could fill libraries with the things you don't know. Well, sure. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm... also because you, all you do is sit around and play video games. So <laughs> True. <laughs> you don't know it. We've had this conversation about how you're not up on pop culture like the rest of us. Yeah. You're too busy fucking playing video games. I mean, that's also pop culture, you know. But that's the only thing you're doing. Yeah, but it's fun. 
I'm not saying it's not fun. <laughs> and I'm not saying video games are bad. Yeah. I'm just saying that's all you do. Yeah. It's uh it's what's been holding my interest uh as of late. Yeah, you're behind on Doom Patrol, which is just a failure on your part. Well, that I actually have an, a, a a reason for that and it's because uh I was accessing DC Universe through my TV, but once I had to move out and I put my TV into storage, uh I don't have a easy way to access it. So it's been kind of easy for me to be like, uh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it when I get to it. Uh, All right, fine. I'd have to go out of my way. But, so you're also just lazy. Oh, sure. But like there's, <laughs> there's just there's other stuff that is easier for me to do. And I usually just end up choosing the easier thing to do. Uh, because Fair. I have a lot that I have to catch up on. I know. I just watched all of Lucifer. Oh, shit. Um, so that's four seasons of Lucifer. Yeah. How is it? Uh, well, I watched all of it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I actually, I had started watching it when it first started airing. And then it was just, it didn't really hold my attention because I didn't, I think it, that show doesn't work for me in a weekly format. Uh-huh. So like having to wait every day or every week for another episode and then I just lose track of it. Yeah. But when I binged it, I like binged it all the way through and it was much, it grabbed my attention a lot more because everything was happening much faster. Sure. And so all of the jokes that are like recurring themes, like him making fun of one of the other one of the other detectives that is the the main chick's ex-husband and like that resonates more when it's I'm seeing it every single episode in succession instead of week to week to week to week uh-huh. so um but yeah I really enjoyed it it's and Netflix did a really good job with the new season and uh it, they got to do they got to have more fun with it and do stuff that they couldn't get away with it on network television yeah so yeah, I, I recommend it if you ever decide to re-engage with pop culture again. Hey, I I watched the first six episodes of Dead to Me, I'll have you know. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I know. And then I saw that you stopped after the first six episodes. <laughs> because because I got very stressed out about it. Uh, no, it's, that, it's not your, your jam. I'm going to go back to it because it really was like... It was gripping. I I loved that show. No, it's a good show. Oh, it was just it was hitting a button uh, at that at that sixth episode where I was just like, everything is about to fall apart. Everything's about to go bad, and I just feel it. Uh, yeah, so I've got to I've got to get back to it pretty soon, uh, but I definitely have enjoyed it. Uh, and you know what? That's that's not nothing. That's not nothing. That's me going out of my way, watching something that's uh, not really in my wheelhouse. I'm trying new things. I'm growing as a person. That was in your wheelhouse. It had Linda Cardellini in it. There, you, and James Marsden not talking to CGI animals. <laughs> so, like, okay. that was, it was definitely in your wheelhouse. <laughs> Granted. <laughs> Granted uh yeah but it man it is a it's a great show and i i really love how 
different the relationship is between uh, Linda Cardellini and uh, Christina Applegate, because it's not it's not like a relationship that you see very often in uh, TV shows. Yeah, where it's it, it feels more like a real like friendship between women, which mm-hmm. is kind of rare to get. Uh, I enjoy it. It's it's yeah. uh, it's a blast. But yeah, no, it's a good show. It, it's it's one of those things where I I need to find something that will uh, even me back out after I I watch these last couple of episodes just to like get me back back at uh, the horizon. Uh, Wine Country is pretty good. Okay. Um, and that's Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph. Um. Tina Fey, Rachel, Dr- uh, Rachel Dratch. Tina Fey's in it. She's not like a main part of it, though. Okay. Um, and Anna Gasteyer. That's a great, great cast. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will dive into that. Yeah, it's on the same. Li- it's the same level of like real, realistic female friendships, mm-hmm. but not as much of the. But it's just people having a normal, normal friendship stuff, and not so much the high stakes of. Of dead, hiding, of dead to me, murders. right? There's no murders. In, <laughs> there's no murders involved. Okay. It's it's more of just you know, funny funny ladies who are having normal conflicts of friend as friends do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Nobody murdered anyone. Season two. Who knows? Well, that's just it's just a movie. It's not a series. Oh, it's a movie. Okay. Yeah. So it's just that's... a one and done. It's a couple hours and you're over. That's even better. That's yeah. even better. That's how you sell me. Yep. Uh yeah. Okay. I'm I'm uh I'll go I'll go ahead and check that out. I do have to t- say that yesterday I also have to share that um so yesterday we finished our mini campaign for Monster of the Week. Oh yeah. Um, which was our little where I made my little Grayson not Grayson. Mm-hmm. And uh it ended with us our our overall arcing villain was racism. So, so far we've fought capitalism, homophobia, and racism. Great. Yeah. Uh, that sounds a lot like how I played uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, where, you know, you're in the Old West, so some Excuse bad... me. Excuse me. You know the real name of that game. Rootin' Tootin' Cowboy... Cowboy Shootin'. Rootin' Tootin' Cowboy Shootin'. Yeah, that's right. Uh I, you know, it's it's back in the old west, so bad bad stuff is happening quite a bit. What, uh, cowboy games in the old west? No. Yeah. So uh, I would approach it with, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna be a good boy. I'm gonna be a good cowboy, and I would just treat everybody nice. But as soon as somebody was racist or sexist or like otherwise a total asshole, they're fucking dead. They're they're totally dead, uh, so that was that was my battle uh, also against racism and such. Good. Uh, Good. I, I killed the dick out of some KKK members, uh, and it was great. Good. That, I no no qualms there. Yeah, I lit their asses on fire. I uh, we defeated our final boss in our Monster of the Week game by. Uh, my character having a undisclosed ability to fire breathe, Ooh. like not not 
breathing fire like a dragon, but circus breathing fire where he just, the, our opponent was susceptible to both alcohol and fire. So <laughs> one of our, <laughs> one of our team, our Caitlin was like, can you like breathe fire, like fire breathing? And he's like, I, I think I, I know how I can't say I'm going to be able to be good at it. And he fucking <laughs> obliterated. And I, I rolled well enough that I obliterated. Oh, that's it worked. Awesome. I was like, well, shit. Okay. <laughs> My little circus boy can also breathe fire. <laughs> and, then, um, and then because we just didn't want to do it anymore. Like we didn't want to do any more fight dynamics. Cause the last fight that we had had gone on forever mm-hmm. and because we were just rolling so low. But we weren't getting enough damage, and but so was the DM. So like we weren't getting enough damage to take us out of play. But it also was neither were the villains. So it was just like a bunch of people just being really bad. And we were using guns and knives. So it's not like we were just beating each other up. Oh, and then no. finally our DM had to have my my beefy boyfriend come in and like save the day <laughs> so that we could like move on. She's like, okay, fine. Here comes your fucking Silas is coming in to like save your save the day. Oh my uh, god. My my beefy boyfriend who is loosely based off of Deathstroke. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh no. Well, but but he ended up the the end in the end he ended up deciding to be to give up being a douche. Okay. To be, to be with my little boy. So that right. was that was part of our our reward from the demon that we freed <laughs> from slavery. Um but so we just did not want to do any more battle mechanics. We were just, and we were at, it was like our final boss and we were tired. So one of our friend, like non-playable character friends who has been an, like this mini campaign is also tied to our main campaign, but we had to get to the end to figure out the connection. Um, and so one of the characters that is referenced in our campaign that takes play in, takes place in present day, it was an active non-playable character in our in our mini campaign that took place in the past when she was alive and she she shot the guy in the head just after he gave his big villain speech oh shit and she is um her the face claim we use is zoe kravitz okay and so she's like this african american sharpshooter in like 1800s united states and so she shoots this guy in the head and goes fucking hate white people <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's a good that's a good line that's it good was line. and it was great and i was like yeah all right cool we didn't really want to battle that guy so i'm glad that you just had that work for mm-hmm. us and uh Indiana jones style yeah and then we we saved we saved the people we wanted to save and then yeah it all ended well well, our, I mean, anytime, anytime a D and D campaign can end well, uh, you're you're in good shape. Oh yeah, because we made the right move and we didn't just ignore the demon that was being kept trapped and right. treated as a slave. Uh, right. The demon rewarded us for saving them, and so we like as we moved on, like um, Monica's character owns a bar and like had the most prosperous prosperous couple of years the bar had ever seen and like got to go and like live their life in peace and then uh you know do the thing that they do and chill out 
and then my character got validation from his father figure <laughs> and his boyfriend Great. um yeah which was the <laughs> chris specifically said and uh you get a hug and uh i'm proud of you from Byron which was the Bruce character and I was like okay I had to get up and walk away from the table I was laughing so hard because I was like that's all I wanted was just validation because like every time I would contact him during the game he would just be an asshole to me and I'd be like god I'm trying to do this thing on the character sheet it says character goal validation right (laughs) that's all I want it's in it's in there in the character it's it's and then caitlin's character who is basically swamp thing uh was you know just left alone and people stopped coming and harassing their his swamp and it was like perfect that's exactly what what the character wanted out of this whole interaction was just for people to go the fuck away (laughs) see you say swamp thing but that sounds like shrek it's swamp thing meets shrek that's a great character yeah so that is awesome that was my birthday party me and monica's joint birthday party was finishing that mini campaign nice yeah all right Shall, shall we get started we should okay well in a galaxy far far away long ass time ago there was some star wars they had some wars in their in those stars just uh, just stars fighting it out yeah and you know what they say all's fair in love and star wars and that's what there's always a bigger fish there is always a bigger fish so we're gonna talk about uh some dang old star wars ships right now I'm pretty sure we only have uh, one on here that we got in on our wild card, uh, wild card episode, which is Luke and Mara. Uh, Luke and Mara, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the only one. And Luke and Mara are currently at number twenty-three on the list. Uh, just as a quick reminder, our top of the list is Clint Barton and Pizza. The reigning champ forever. Never, never gonna, never gonna come down. Never gonna happen. I just, I defy people to call to find a ship that is more pure and more true than Clint and Pizza. And if you can find it, we might reward you somehow. Yeah, prove us wrong. So contact us. Yeah, and and tell us what is better than Clint and Pizza. Who, what, who loves each other more than Clint loves Pizza? Yeah, I, I, I defy you to to uh come with a come with something better uh it's the best uh and our bottom at uh number 65 is kyle rayner and alex dewitt uh which again i don't i don't know if anything's going to be worse than that no uh because she is a character that existed entirely to die Mm -hmm. so uh fuck that yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not saying I won't be surprised if we end up landing on something that is actually worse. But for right now, I, I really don't know if there's anything out there that could beat that. But I mean, 
it, I don't ever want to put it on a list, but you know, do you remember the meltdown I had when I found out that people shipped Batman and the Joker? Oh my god, yes. If we were to actually validate that as existing and rank that, that I think would be the lowest. But I don't know. I don't know. I, for me, anyway, because I just can't wrap my head around any any in any capacity. What where you are coming from there? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm obviously on the same page with you with that, but I I think if you look at it objectively like you could you could honestly compare batman and joker to like freaking deadpool and spider-man like there are there are ways that you could make that comparison where it's not as bad as a woman who was created just to die so with that being said we're not ranking that uh, no i know because i no i don't know I, I don't want to rank that i don't validate its existence Right. That would require that I acknowledge that there that those people, those fucking people exist. Mm-hmm. But for for Star Wars, you know, we we got uh, a big one out of the way. Uh, but who should we start off today with? Um, I mean, do we want to go? Do we want to start chronologically and go pick, like through? Not not order of when movies were made, but order of order of the timeline. Yeah, we can do that. And we could, you know, start in the. I don't. I don't know if anybody has any old Knights of the Old Republic <laughs> ships. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have any ships when I played with uh, played that game. Uh, mostly because I. It, it definitely leaned hard into that, uh, like a Jedi is not supposed to love. Like there, yeah. there, there is romance stuff, but when I played it, it didn't feel uh, appropriate. I guess there was there was bigger shit to worry about at that point. Um, but yeah, so I think with episode one, two, and three prequels, there's really two ships in the prequels uh both involving padme because well you're the only girl uh so you're gonna be involved uh in most ships uh and then you have padme and anakin the canon and then you have padme and obi-wan the fanon which is you know the correct one uh not to show my well, hand too early. I would also say that there are people that ship Obi Wan and Qui Gon. Yeah, I could. I mean, I could. I could see it. I don't. I don't ship it. I don't it, either. It, it does exist. Yeah, I. I know. It, I know it exists, but it. Uh, I feel like you kind of have to reach. Uh, for for that one, mostly because like what we see of. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan's relationship it's it's very surface level because most of the things in the prequels are pretty surface level so I, I feel like you have to take some leaps in order to make that ship really work that's fair I'm not saying again I don't ship it I just yeah. it's it's one that exists 
<clears throat> but if you just want to stick with the two, that's all right also. Yeah, I, I just, I wouldn't even know how to rank Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon uh, TBH. My only shift is Obi-Wan and taking a nap. <laughs> Obi-Wan and getting the fuck out of there. Yeah, Obi-Wan uh just just not wanting to be bothered. Uh just just wanting to hang out a little bit. Obi-Wan uh, and the and the vine fuck this shit I'm out. Yep. Yep, exactly. And uh you know what? I I think he probably should have yeeted Anakin as soon as he saw that kid. Shit, yeah. This bitch empty. Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's midichlorians in there. <laughs> no. Yeet. I just I think it's pretty empty. Just yeeted that bitch into a pod racer. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that uh I mean obviously Padme would have been better off with Obi-Wan. Hundred percent. Like and, and if I mean if you watch those movies without the understanding that uh padme and anakin are supposed to end up together which is like it's so forced uh because everything about the relationships like padme is clearly gonna have more of a thing for early 20s ewan mcgregor when she's like a 17 year old girl uh, then she would have feelings for eight-year-old Anakin. So the like that leap that they make you take from Phantom Menace to Attack of the Clones, where you know you have the time jump, uh, it it doesn't make sense that they're all of a sudden flirting because like I know kids who were seven years old when I was seventeen. And you know what? I still think of them as that seven-year-old that I knew. Like it's still like I can't I can't make that jump to like oh, but you know, they're looking pretty good. No, no, that's weird. That is weird. Uh, so it's a much easier uh, connection that I can make between an obvious attraction between Padme and Obi Wan uh, to the point where I think if you end up reading into it that Luke and Leia are actually Obi-Wan's kids I think it makes oh. things connect a little bit better shit yeah like, shit, shit yeah like and that, that's just the reveal that we never got <clears throat> well who knows maybe <laughs> maybe in this last one JJ, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a stamp on the shit, that's how you do it. That is how you do it. You straight up say, Obi Wan is the dad, and yeah, Ray is uh, grand granddaughter. Like, connect it. And the Skywalker saga, not even the Skywalker saga. It's the Kenobi saga. Swear they were yeah. Kenobis this whole fucking time. Got you with the swerve. Nine nine goddamn movies. I mean, you he, had might, no idea. he might as he might as well. I mean, Ray, Ryan Johnson just undid everything he did in his first movie, so yeah. might as well just do whatever the fuck. I'm I'm just here for the fun. Uh I you know, 
I am just here for the ride. I don't, I don't really care what changes. If you want to make Jar Jar a Sith, if you want to bring back the Emperor. Make Jar Jar a Sith? Jar Jar is a fucking Sith. <laughs> I mean, like, make that, like, confirm it. It is confirmed. Yeah. But, uh, so that that's that's kind of where I stand on the comparison of the relationships, where I just think if George wasn't so attached to, you know, Padme and Anakin being a thing, uh, enforcing it, uh, I think those prequels would be looked back on a little more fondly. Uh, it would it would at least be something that you could you could say no that at least that made sense out of everything at least they got that right but where where do you land with uh with Padme and Obi-Wan I mean I prefer it honestly like there's so much about those prequels that just take me out of it and I just think it's so stupid uh-huh. and like I just that I I don't find any joy in them. And it's not even that it's like, I, it's not even that they're bad movies or that I'm like, I'm a shitty, I'm trying to about it. It's just that nothing about it connects. Like they could be good movies and not part of the universe. Like the, the Iron Man 3 issue that I have is that uh-huh. it's not a good Iron Man movie, but it's a good, it's a fun movie. I just yeah. have to remove that part of my brain that knows it's supposed to be about Iron Man. You know, because I don't think it's a good Iron Man movie and it's not an extremist movie. Yeah. There's not even anything good. It's like, it's not even that it's just a bad Star Wars movie. It's not even a, they're not even good movies. No. And like, they're poor. And so it's like, there's no joy to be derived from them at all. And so it's like, I don't, I'm like, sure, I'd rather, like, again, Natalie Portman making out with Ewan McGregor would be way more fun to watch and wrap Mm -hmm. my brain around. But then, you know, I also get, you know, so I, I, I'm not against it. I'm for it. But I just, I also, it's just so hard to ship anything from those movies because they're such a disaster. Yeah. And that everything is handled so poorly. And so it's like, okay, but then what would have been their reason for splitting up? You know, because if Darth, like, why would they lie to Anakin? And like, it doesn't. The twist wouldn't even make sense because then it would be like, well, was she with Anakin and then also cheating on him with Obi-Wan? Because then that makes them look bad, too. Uh And then, like, why would he ever think that they were his kids? So it just it it just seems messy, you know, in the context of what we know. So you'd have to just rewrite everything for me. And that's just too much effort. Oh, sure. And that and that's why I really appreciate uh, belated media. Uh, did a series of videos where he went through and he just starts with the premise of what if the prequels were good, like really good. And he essentially rewrites the, uh, the entire prequel trilogy, but the amount of things that he actually changes about it is very minimal. He, he just pulls out the things that we know are there but weren't actually addressed or handled properly and turns, turns those movies into something much, much better. And, and the whole premise begins with uh, in the prequels, 
who the fuck is the main character? Like, who, who, who are we supposed to be rooting for in this movie? It feels like you feel very detached from everything because nobody is being treated like that main character. Because, like, Han and Leia are both very big parts of the original trilogy, but Luke is the main character of that story. It's about him. So when you didn't have that connection in the prequels, it made everything feel so detached and, and nothing was landing emotionally the way that it was supposed to. Uh, so he, the first change that he makes is the prequel trilogy is about Obi-Wan because that's the way that it should be. Like it starts with him in training. And by the end of that first movie, he loses his mentor. Like, you can't just give that arc and not accept that he's he's supposed to be the main character of this, not an eight-year-old boy. Uh, well, and I think that's the problem, though, is that, like, they, because <clears throat> the original trilogy has so much of, like, yeah, Luke is the, is the hero's journey story, but you have his two companions and his group of friends that are just as interesting and compelling. Uh-huh. And so it makes it a, tr- a trio movie. And so the, and you know, we see all of these movies now, they all have a trio. Yeah. And, you know, the prequel trio doesn't work very well because it isn't really established. There is no hero's journey to establish because we already know how it ends up for Anakin. So you never made us root for him in the begin to begin with because we already know he's going to be Darth Vader. Right. And you couldn't write him compelling enough to make me want to see that journey through because the writing is just so bad. Even uh-huh. if it had a main character, like you made it too much about these three people and not enough and but didn't give me enough of any of them to care about any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because especially because you're doing the hard work of showing me a group of people that I already know how things turn out for them. Whereas, you know, when you have like Rogue One and you have these three people that I'm pretty sure they're going to die because uh-huh. otherwise I would have seen them in the other, in the three original movies too. These characters would have at least been referenced and they weren't. So you're giving me a whole new story. And I'm pretty sure they're not making out of this alive, but you made them all interesting enough on their own that, yeah, uh, Jyn Erso is supposed to be the central person, but the other two are compelling enough and their group, the group dynamic is compelling enough that I'm interested in their journey. Yeah. And that just do- is missing from the prequels regardless. So I don't even need a main character and I don't need a focus point. I just need you to make them interesting. And nobody is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> even Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like, even fucking Obi-Wan, who has a wonderfully talented and beautiful human of Ewan McGregor playing this character. And you could, they, he couldn't even turn it out with your script. Yeah. Like, he couldn't even make it fun or watchable. Like, I mean, the only person, like. He, he is the best part of those movies, as- beside from that, because, like, he's the only one who is actually trying it feels like a lot of the time uh and natalie portman has some very very great line readings uh when she's given a chance to read a line that isn't horrible but overall i just want you to hold me like you did by the lake on naboo overall most of her lines are that 
Uh, You're funny, little boy. How do you know so much? Oh, my God. I hate it. I just want the answer to that to be books. Like that, um, like that, like that Johnsonville commercial where he's like, how'd you learn to talk to animals? Books. <laughs> like, that's what I want that answer to be. You're funny, little boy. How do you know so much? Books. books. Do they still have books? Of course They're they like, still have books. Sure. I'm, well, I mean, Tatooine is such a backwater piece of garbage planet. I'm sure they don't have the technology that everyone else has. They don't have iPads. They have books. Yeah. That's... They don't have a Kindle. <laughs> Yeah, you got a point. You got a point. Uh, okay, so let's let's uh, let's get through rankings so we can talk about movies we like. Yeah, I just I do have one more thing to say about Anakin okay. and, and Padme though, because we didn't really talk about them. Well, they suck. Well, I don't see. And here's the thing: I have a hard time saying that they suck because I do like Hayden Christensen as a person, mm-hmm. and I do think he's a good actor. Yes. And it's like, I have to take the Jake Lloyd of it out of my mind. And like, I really only see it as two movies because that first movie does nothing for the story other than kill Liam Neeson mm-hmm. and give us the best line ever written, which is there's always a bigger fish. Mm-hmm. I, I just, but I also, I mean, I can get from the aspect of like, they'd been separated for so long. Like she met him for a minute when he was eight and then he came back and he was like, a stone cold hottie yeah. and like i get that like i get where they're coming from but also like that first movie if you just take it out it would be a much more reasonable romance to me mm-hmm. and like I, the thing that bugs me about this romance and which is why i'm glad that they've kind of steered away from being strict any major romance in the new ones yeah is that Sorry. <laughs> I can't help that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just Chicago. Damn murders. Fucking Gotham. Am I right? Yeah. Um, it's that you tried too hard because we knew that they had to get together. Mm-hmm. And it's just you tried to make it romantic and you, you didn't let it happen organically. And we didn't get to watch them fall in love. And in the first three movies with Han and Leia, we watched them fall in love. And it a lot of the parts from that romance and the parts where they grow together is coming out of them finding each other through conflict and relying on each other and learning to trust each other and falling for each other. And I don't ever see that with Padme and Anakin. So no. none of it is it none of it is natural. They don't naturally fall for each other. It's just all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's hot now. Let's fuck. Yeah. Oh, now we're having a baby and we're getting married in a secret ceremony and it's never going to work because you're a Jedi and I'm a senator. Yeah, it just it just it just jumps to the end uh, without doing it. Right. The actual and, building that it needs. And that's why Han and Leia are such an like such a a ship like people. That's why so many people keep have love that that relationship is because we watched them fall in love. Uh-huh. You didn't force it on me and you didn't start off going Han and Leia are going to fall in love. Right. And even if you did say that Han and Leia were going to fall in love, we, it grew over time. So it took me three movies to see them even get to the point where they could be, Hey, we're together now. Uh-huh. And you know, the best line 
the line that we all remember was an ad lib. Like the line that we all hold the I love you, I know was Harrison Ford saying Han Solo wouldn't say I love you back. He would say I know. Uh And like he made a choice in a moment. And that is the thing that everybody carries about that relationship. And we didn't get any of those organic moments with Padme and Anakin. So by the time we watch him fall, that we were never rooting for him to begin with. And then we watch him turn to the dark side and we watch him kind of destroy a woman. Like she goes from being a powerful, a powerful politician to just a woman who's standing in a window, pregnant, barefoot and combing her hair. Like Mm -hmm. literally that's what happens. (laughs) They cut all of her scenes like, Attack, uh, Revenge of the Sith has so many scenes of Padme on the cutting room floor of her helping Mon, a young Mon Mothma start the rebellion mm-hmm. and sowing the seeds after, after Palpatine takes control and all of that is gone we took all of that political espionage which is also an important part of the first three movies is that also there's political espionage and like they are a rebellion fighting against an evil empire. Yeah. You took it all out of the movie and you took this woman who starts at the at the beginning of her journey as this formidable queen that takes nothing, no shit from nobody. And now she's just spends her time crying about a fucking dude who eats a pear with a fork and a knife. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so, that's what uh, frustrates me so much because I I feel like Padme is such an awesome character in Attack of the Clones, uh, and then when they just completely kneecap her in uh, Revenge of the Sith and take away all of the power that she had, uh, it's a huge bummer because and, like it it's not right to set her up as like a pulp hero alongside Anakin and Obi-Wan as they're fighting in that arena. And then you just make her the pregnant lady in the, in the next one, like even beyond uh, her uh, power as a politician, she showed that she could be a hero in that movie and they, and they took it away from her. Uh, Yeah. Which is, it, it just, it's very annoying. Uh, especially when you in, when you're a lead up in a series like i i under i could see when you had attack of the clones and even in even in you know phantom menace where she's a queen and she's a queen that's very good at her job mm-hmm. and is stopping trade wars and you know fighting against people who want to usurp her and I saw in those first two movies how that was Leia's mom. Yeah. You know, and I saw where Leia got it from because it was like she was a tough, she was take charge, but she didn't sacrifice anything to do that. Uh-huh. She was still a woman and she ex- she said, I am a powerful woman and you're going to fucking listen to me. And I was like, yeah, fuck, that's Leia's mom for sure because that's who Leia is and that's who I have learned Leia is in, mo- in many even outside of the original trilogy into legends and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, and then the third movie comes along and she's just pregnant and kneecapped. And I'm like, fuck, I've been reading these comics 
and I've been reading these books where Leia's still fighting people nine months pregnant and Luke and Han are like maybe take a break like I'm not saying don't do things but also maybe don't come fight things with us and she's like no I'm fucking doing it and they're like all right cool but please don't give birth in the middle of this Like, I understand, and I'm not saying you can't, but I am saying you also are pregnant. You like, are. That's a condition. <laughs> it's, 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 just, it's not nothing. It's not nothing. Also, you're having twins, so you're a blimp. Like, come yeah. on. You're How not... are you even upright? Uh, but it's just, yeah, it just, it's just. But that might also be because that was written by somebody who might not understand what it's like to be pregnant with twins at nine months. I feel yeah, like I feel like that's that. also no, that's one hundred percent a valid thing. But also, but you know, there's again, there's a different a different level of you know a woman who's also constantly active and and you know in great shape before she's pregnant stay still is in great shape when she's pregnant and like mm-hmm. you know she's an a, a fairly athletic woman who is constantly moving and, and grooving and doing shit so it's also fair too because i mean i've known athletes who get pregnant and it's like nothing they're just oh, like yeah sure. no i just now i just have babies yeah you know <laughs> yeah so who knows yeah it, i just they I don't just talk don't... about princess leia's workout routines so. <laughs> Why not? I need to know. (laughs) They had so many years of making the EU stuff and they never landed on that. Like, come on, guys. I want to know. What's she eating? You know, what, 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 what's the work? They didn't tell me the designers for her clothes. Yeah. Like, come on. We need to meet that person. Look at that. There's far less sexism in the Star Wars universe than there are, there is here. Yeah. Yeah. Was was her uh outfit designed by Sifadias? I need to know that. <laughs> huh. I don't know, man. His hands in a lot of pots. He does. Uh okay, let's let's rank the prequel ships. Uh let's start How low can we go? Oh. How low can we go? Let's start with uh Anakin and Padme. Um, I mean, it's real fucking down there. I mean, uh, the only the only positive I can take out of it is it gave us Luke and Leia. Yeah. Um, let's see. So if there but is, but at what cost, Kyle? At what, what cost? Thing. Uh, oh man. It it's kind of tough because like it is. There is borderline abusive shit in there in uh, in Revenge of the Sith, so that definitely uh, drops it down too. But there's also not not a ton to base their relationship off of because it wasn't fleshed out well enough. You should have you should have known from the minute that boy picked up a fork and knife to eat a pear that it was he was a sociopath. Yeah. Oh man. Um shit. How about right above Bruce and Talia, but below Hal and Carol? Uh I would put it below Bruce and Talia. Yeah. Yeah, because at least that one they're both 
they they both have agency in that relationship. True. I was just kind of thinking of like at least with Bruce and Talia, we got Damien. So in kind of a similar way to yeah, no, I'm saying yeah, but I think the only the only reason I would put Bruce and Talia above Anakin and Padme is because. Padme loses all of her agency when she's with Anakin and yeah. Talia and Bruce or at least see each other as equals. Yeah. I don't, I, I can't really remember a moment where Talia, uh, didn't know what she was doing. Uh, she, she seems to always know exactly how she's fucking things up. Listen, Talia might be obsessed with Bruce, but she isn't standing in front of a window pregnant, combing her hair and talking about Bruce. Absolutely. Talia passes her own Bechdel test. (laughs) She she does not spend much of her time talking about Bruce. (laughs) Unless she needs to, unless she has a plan against Bruce. (laughs) Uh Or she is trying to get something from Bruce. Right. Or she is, or she wants to fuck Bruce. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. Yes. Both in one go, if at all possible. I, you know, it's a long flight. The long flight. So if we can do both in the same go, that'd be great. Uh, okay. Well, Anakin and Padme are going to be our new number fifty-five. So pretty, pretty damn low, uh, but still just a little bit better than Iron Man and Madam Mask. Woof. Yeah. Uh, okay, and now uh, where where do we put Padme and Obi Wan? I don't know. I can't. I can't ship it enough to get over the fact that I'd have to rewrite everything I already know. Yeah. So. Well, I mean. That... And without making them both bad people, like <laughs> you know, in the end, you I would side with Anakin because man, your your best friend and your woman were cheating on you. And lied to you about your kids. It it's not a great look. No, uh, I will admit that. Um. Okay. How would you compare it to Dick and Corey? I would put it below Dick and Corey. But do you see kind of where where the similarities are? Because uh, everybody's cheating on each. Is that where is that where you're going with? That's where I'm going with it. Yeah, fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not every time was cheating on you. I'm aware of that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I can that. see what I can I can pick up what you're putting down. Yeah. Uh, I'm smelling what you're stepping in. So below Dick and Corey is Bruce and Selena, which I know you're not a fan of. Um, I would put it under Bruce and Selena. Okay. How about Wanda and Vision? Yeah, I could go above Wanda and Vision. Above them? Okay. Yeah, because that they're at least the same species. Yeah. One is at least one isn't a a robot and one is a human. I'm not about robot human love. I have less issues with robot human love than I do say uh, uncomfortable mentor relationships. Uh, But, you know, who's to say? Uncomfortable mentor relationships. Yes. 
oh, like, Deathstroke and Terra. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. But I'm not saying it's it's worse than those two. I'm saying that I, you know, am not on board with humans, human android love. I'm just saying, you know, you know, there are some cute robots out there, you know. Are there? Robots, robots need love, too. You're going to fuck Wally later? Or what's... No. <laughs> no. Because he is a garbage compactor. And that just... I mean... Ain't going to work. Is it? You do love a lot of garbage. Wow. <laughs> wow. You can't set me up if you don't want me to knock it down. Incredible. The <laughs> absolute goal that you have. You come into my house. And you disrespect. Actually, I'm sitting in my own house. Looking at my cat sleeping. Yeah, I know. But now that we've got that out of the way, Obi-Wan, Padme, they're at number 39. Not bad. Not great. Just kind of middle of the road. Um, Let's get to that OG trilogy. And let's do it. I mean, we've already been talking about it because Han and Leia. Han and Leia, they're amazing. They like, are. I I I love their relationship because it it's one of those things that a trilogy should do where you are able to build upon a relationship that well and that slowly. So you actually feel their growth uh, as as the years pass, and and when you take Han out of the equation and then return him uh, in uh, in Jedi, and you see how that affects the dynamic of like how how long she had to live without him in her life, and how like leaving him at finally saying I love you. Uh, that that whole change to their relationship and then that final moment when uh i mean when luke is like she's my sister dude you like have have fun you know <laughs> no luke doesn't say it she does oh she does that's right yeah they're sitting there and he's like he's because luke walks away and uh Leia no, luke's not even there yet they're sitting there and she there it's after they've just won and they just watched the death star blow up but and then he he's like you know the- when luke gets back you know if you want me out of the way uh-huh. i understand and she's just like what no he's my brother and right. then the face the look that he gets on his face is like oh yeah i'm gonna get laid tonight <laughs> uh to be fair uh jedi is not my favorite so i watched it uh much less than empire i watched i just i i was listen i was such a fucking star wars person that i watched all of them like a new hope is not my favorite but i can tell you everything that happened in that movie scene by scene because i just i love them so much and i loved star wars so much that like I know everything in those movies. Probably the one that I quote the most. What? A New Hope is probably the one that I quote the most. 
That's good. Uh, mostly because I, I usually end up doing the impression of Luke in the uh, garbage compactor. 3PO! <laughs> Where could be? 3PO! <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. I lo- have, I lo- you heard, I lo- have you heard the story Mark Hamill told about Harrison Ford recently about that filming that scene? No. And how, like, the next scene after, like, when they were filming the, net, the scene that comes after it, after they get out of the trash compactor, Mark Hamill had, like, made a comment of, like, shouldn't we be, like, wet? Like, I was submerged, so, like, I should have, like, wet hair and, like, visibly look like I was in the water. And Harrison Ford to him said, I don't think it's that kind of movie, kid. <laughs> if they're looking <laughs> at your hair, we're in big trouble. <laughs> don't know where Harrison Ford ends and Han Solo begins. <laughs> right? Like, it, they're just interchangeable. Right. Uh, God, that's amazing. <laughs> um, but with, with Han and Leia, it's interesting because the way that they're introduced uh, is that very classic, you know, scoundrel meets a lady kind of introduction uh so you have this expectation of oh they're gonna butt heads and they're they're not gonna like each other and that that does paint their relationship until i i think i want to say after they leave hoth uh that's kind of where their relationship turns um yeah no, absolutely, that is because that's the point where there, Luke goes off to do his thing, mm-hmm. and then the two of them are working together, and they're going off to do their thing. And there's that, and they are forced to spend time just the two of them for the first time since they all got together. And that that's where you know you have the tension building between between them, where they're really. Uh, they're trying to play coy with it and and leia is definitely drawing a line like i can't fall for a guy like this he's he's gross and a weirdo and he has a dog friend that is always following he loves his dog way too much way too much uh and so you see her like putting those defenses where she's just like no no none of this i'm staying professional but then there's like these these little cracks where you know he starts to get through but then he's also trying to play it cool with her and act like he's not that fussed with her position of power and like royalty and so he gets in those little digs of whatever you say princess uh, calling her your worship and... yes yes and and you have that uh you're not my princess <laughs> i didn't vote for you didn't didn't your fucking planet explode you're not a princess anymore are you bitch luckily not that far uh so i i just internal monologue 
it's it's one of those things that I feel is sorely missing from most uh, movies like the original trilogy where you do have this growth of of a relationship to the point where once once you get to the end of it you're like you are fully invested and you don't have any uh nitpicks with with it like we do with you know looking at obi-wan and padme or anakin and padme where there's a ton of holes in it and you're like this this doesn't flow at all uh i mean if we're if we're using the ship metaphor han and leia is a ship that ain't never gonna sink like it's strong for sure they it was built in the shit like they they had to make it strong so it could survive everything that they were going through there's a whole book in legends that i that is devoted to the fact that like they have to make they have to figure out what they want to be to each other other than like are we just going to date it's called the courtship of princess leia and it's probably one of my favorite books because not only does it in like introduce like the night sisters and like the witches of dothamir but like it also is just this really funny like caper book and it's this prince who comes and is like i want to marry princess leia and like it's completely a um political move and she's like yeah well han hasn't gotten his shit together so i might as well i should probably make this political move and he's hot and Luke is like, do you, do you want to marry this guy or do you want to marry Han Solo? Because, like, aren't you two, like, a thing? You really have to think about what you actually want here. And she's like, I don't know. And then Han decides, okay, cool, I'm just going to kidnap her. What? <laughs> and he kidnaps her to get her away from the prince so that he can convince her that she's the one that he should marry. But in the Han Solo way of doing it. Rather than just being open and having his sharing his feelings and like, I don't know, proposing to her, you know, he's like, I'm going to kidnap you and teach you why you loved me. (laughs) So then Luke and this prince go to find him. And Luke really just goes so that he can keep this like prince and his army from killing Han Solo. (laughs) And he's like, she's my sister. He's my friend. Let me help you figure this out. It's not a malice thing, I promise. He's just an idiot. <laughs> and in the end, they get married. Han and Leia get married. Oh my god! <laughs> it's just—it's such—it's such a good book, and it's so funny, and it's just exactly how you would imagine. Like I—I I would not argue that any of it was out of character because she is going well. Her whole life has been politics, and you know it would make sense for her as a character to go well. Uh, this guy's not making a move and I need to make a decision that's good for the Republic that we're trying to build. And this is a political move. And so, okay, I'm sure I can learn to love this guy. This is what would have happened to me if I'd stayed on Alderaan anyway. And he's cute. So I could get, get behind it. And then Han's like, Nope, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds incredible. It is. And then they run into a race of women that uh, treat men as commodities. Oh. So this this woman <laughs> that they run into is 
like finds out figure doesn't know what the name for a Jedi is, but considers Luke to be a powerful male witch. And so she decides she's going to take him as her own. And he's like, you can't just do that. What? (laughs) And then she ends up marrying the prince because they end up falling in love, helping out with this caper because they all, their paths all end up crossing. And it's great. It's a great book. I mean, I need to read it. Yeah. And then later, and then later, Luke ends up training their daughter oh. at, the Jedi, at his Jedi Academy. Oh, man. And then she ends up in a relationship with Han and Leia's son. Oh, wow. I know. Hey, it's Disney, all... I know you're listening, but can I get a cartoon movie uh, adaptation of this book? Come on. just You can play with Legends. We don't care. We'll ex- we know it's not canon. Just have fun. Just, just give have us. Fun. You've got all of this beautiful material that you own. Yeah. Just just have fun. Give us something weird. You gotta, you want... you gotta do something now that you've ended the trilogies. Yeah. Yeah. And now that you're the saga's over. Now play. Now now that you're uh committed to having the Game of Thrones guys uh make your next trilogy. Hope that works out for you. Ugh. Get ready for lots of rape. Yeah, Ugh. but yes, no, I agree. Han and Han and Leia are great, but the the thing about the original trilogy for me too is that like, you you could tell me that you ship any of those characters, and I'd be like, yeah, okay, because they all had time to build relationships. Yeah, and they all had time for me to be able to go, yeah, no, I can see that. It might not be for me, but I'm on your page. Yeah, like I I except the incest one. That's that's where I was gonna. Jump. Yeah, that's the only one that I I lament, except for the incest one. Yeah, we're not; they're not the Lannisters. You like the only way that you can make that ship work is if you say, "I only saw a New Hope." Right. I've only seen the one movie. Yeah. Okay. Well. And like half of Jedi before, like you only see parts of Jedi, like the the battle scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, this is this is gonna go high. I'm thinking. I'm thinking like top top five, man. Top five, yeah. Because it's one of those ride or dies. It's like you. That is the ship, and I I don't think you can find. It's like a it's like a Lois and Clark relationship. Like, find me a more unbreakable romance. Yeah. So, fuck you, J.J. Abrams. Find me a more unbreakable romance. <laughs> and fuck you too, Rain Johnson, Ryan Johnson, whatever the fuck your name is. Right. Spell your name with a Y. I mean, I don't think it was his choice. Um. Okay. Like you say it. So here is what our top five uh, is as of right now. We got Clint and Pizza. Unbreakable. Unbreakable. The greatest. Uh, We got Lois and Clark. (laughs) Unbreakable. Uh, We've got Mr. Miracle and Big Barda. Uh Uh-huh. Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Mm Mm-hmm. And then rounding out the top five, our original number one, Babs and Dick. Yeah, you know what? We got to bump them out. I think so. Because listen, they're an OTP, but they are a breakable pair. The other, the the rest of them have not ever 
legitimately broken up because I don't consider the new movies my canon. So yeah, the rest of them, you know, they're all together and stay together. And so you're out of there, Dick and Babs. So I'm thinking it goes right below Mr. Miracle and Big Barda. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Just because I think that those top three uh they're they're just even stronger (laughs) like they 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 never have that point like in the new trilogy even if you don't yeah consider it your own canon it is something that happened where they spent many years apart um but still that's not that's in fairness it's because they have a shitty kid and that would break up anybody exactly you know you know, yeah, I don't. Is your, is your kid? I get it. I get it. Yeah, I mean, like, listen. If you had, if if you know, Lois and Clark. If John Kent grows up to be a fucking fucking Lex Luthor, I guarantee mm-hmm. you, Lois and Clark are not going to stay together. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, Lois is going to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Because Lois ain't no fool. Yeah. She bounces. Uh, but that's that's our new number four. Uh, so that is huge. Uh, a huge uh, entry yeah. into our list. Yeah, because it knocked out our original number one. Yeah, which I is... Mean, so- number one only because, like, by design, it was the first. That's where we started. Yeah, <laughs> but it was number one for a little while. Oh, yeah. So... All right. Um, so let me check. We've got we've got about half an hour uh, left. That so. I can just talk about my bullshit, <laughs> my my bullshit fanships. Let's get into it. Okay. Like I said, that. With the original trilogy, I can take any of those characters except for the incest. And you could sell me on a relationship. And, like, listen, I could make a case for gays in space. And I could also see it being, like, maybe Han went for the other twin. Because they're also super adorable Mm -hmm. and super gay. Yes. And if there wasn't that weird thing of one of them, of two of them being related... Also, could have been a thruple. Yeah, entirely possible when you consider their uh, their character types. Yeah. So I also because I always lean to making everything gay. Mm-hmm. So I I understand and appreciate Han and Leia as canon, but if I had my way, it, he would have gone for the other twin. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's get into it. Let's get into Han and Luke. Listen, I just think it would be cute. And I like the way I like, because I also, I, I don't know if you've noticed that a theme with me, but I like the older man, younger man dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I like that sort of, that protector dynamic. And I just think, you know, he always has that instinct to, even though he knows that Luke can hold his own well into Jedi, like, he doesn't need he, there's no need there anymore yeah but like they're they have all he's always had that like older protector vibe and you know 
I just, I like that is my jam and that is what I'm about. And it, it hits me in that spot. <laughs> sure. So yeah. And that's, that's really it. It hits me in the spot that I, that I need. Fair and enough. It gets me where I live. <laughs> and that is, uh, the gay May December romance. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to rank it? Sure. Okay. We're... I mean, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't. It wouldn't like. Obviously, since it's not canon, it doesn't get to go that high. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know where I'd put it though. Um. Well, I, mean, I feel like it would have had the potential to be that though if it was canon. Oh sure, sure. Um, how do you feel about it compared to Steve and Bucky? Guys, I could put it like at a Steve and Bucky. That's kind of where, where uh, like my eye immediately went. Yeah. You think the true uh, romance of the Captain America trilogy is Steve and Bucky? Yeah, exactly. So you think above or below? Mm, I'd say below because it's not quite as it's. Because we all know that Stephen Bucky really is canon. Yeah. <laughs> so, at least as far as the movies are concerned. Yeah. Uh, so we, are you okay with putting them above Roy and Donna? Yeah. Okay. And that's where they'll go. Sweet. That's, a, that's the new number 20. Nice. Um, also... Um, the, the internet joke of Luke just wants a one-bedroom house with a dog and Wedge Antilles. Mm-hmm. I could also get behind some Luke Skywalker and Wedge Antilles. Um, no other reason than, you know, just I think Luke's super gay. <laughs> I, I think he's at least bi. Yeah. At the very least, you have to say Well, bi. for sure. I mean, yeah, bi. Because I do, I do go hard. I, you know, we did start this off with Luke and Mara. Yeah. But also, also real gay. Also pretty gay. Pretty gay. He just wanted to get them power converters. <laughs> Listen, he just, uh, you cannot tell me that the greatest love story is just, isn't Luke and his power converters. <laughs> I mean, that is something that could easily challenge Clinton Pizza. Only, no, because he never got them. But but that was the thing. Like it was the unrequited love that would never be. Uh, did he ever get those power converters? I, I, I don't know. Is there a? I wanted those to be that? his last line. That I wanted that to be his last lines. I just wanted some power converters. Yeah, that's all he wanted. And and, and ever since then, his life just spiraled. God damn it! Like oh man. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine going to the grocery store, going to the grocery store, wanting two cookies, and they don't have the type of cookies that you want? So you're like, "Damn, okay, I'll try again tomorrow." You head home, and your fucking family's dead, and then and then you get thrown into a political rebellion. Yeah, and you're uh, a witch <laughs> led by fighting against your father. You're a witch, and you have a secret twin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you lose your hand. Yep. I mean, I'm not... Listen, a strong argument could be made that also 
prior to Obi-Wan kind of scooping him off that shithole planet, um, Luke was well on his way to being a serial killer. 100%. (laughs) I mean, because you start by killing animals, and Mm -hmm. he does very emphatically say he enjoys shooting animals with his T-16. So, um, what the fuck, Ted Bundy? Calm the fuck down. Yeah. You you uh, so, are the single greatest menace against the womp rat population, right? That, maybe he was. Maybe the real Phantom Menace was Luke Skywalker to the womp rat population all along. Uh huh. Uh huh. I want I want the watership down <laughs> with womp rats. <laughs> give me that. Give me that movie. <laughs> rank all in all of this i just want to talk about how much i think luke is a gay yeah a gay gay boy (laughs) so uh here is my proposal for uh for the rest of the show so i know that we have our current trilogy uh, wait han and lando also oh shit we have to do han and lando okay we'll do han and lando but let me let me uh, get this out uh, we we have the the new trilogy that is going to be wrapping up in December uh, right now I don't feel comfortable uh, hanging my hat on any potential ships from the the new movies uh, I only have one is it is it Poe and Finn it absolutely is Poe and Finn. Have you met me? Everything is, if it isn't, if it isn't like a canon relationship, they are gay. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm I'm there with you, except and for I- the only other women that have been around have been Maz Kanata and Princess Leia and uh, that one old lady who is cleaning stuff alongside Rey. Uh, uh, Rose? I- Oh, Rose, but I Rose and Ray don't interact at all. Yet, I don't give yeah. a shit about Ray. You know, the last person I give a shit about is Ray. I know. So my ship, I am allowed to have my own ship, I... and it is it is Bowen Finn. It is Bowen Finn. So, so the the only thing that I was gonna say is maybe we can circle back to this and do like check in on all of the potential ships from the sequels once we have the you know the rise of skywalker i mean we can i just don't think that they've had i don't know if i mean anything that they're going to do at this point though would have been forced in there unless it's poe and finn because there's been no real romantic anything between anybody unless it goes kylo ren and ray well, and and also, Rose, Rose and Finn. Yeah, Rose and Finn also. But like that's it. Like there's not really been a lot of romantic interaction between the characters. Which is why I want one more movie to like let them divvy it out. Other otherwise, like I feel like I, 
I, I understand, but I, I feel like if we put them on the rank, or if we rank them right now, midstream, we're probably going to have to re-rank them after the third movie. Well, ranks change. They could move afterwards. I, right now, they're my ride or die. Okay. They've, they've been gay. I'm not, my ship is not going to change. I know, I know. I, I and and you and can I'm, change. I, I'm, I'm on board with, with Poe. You're just mad because nobody cares about Ray. <laughs> I have a lot of emotions tied into Ray, so, uh, that's that's neither here nor there. But okay, we can revisit it, but still rank Poe and Finn as it stands now because that's my ship. Because the only thing that we would change would be your ship. If something fall, if chips fall after the third movie, you the third movie can end and they can end up together. That doesn't mean that I'm not still going to ship it. Yeah. Okay. Listen, um, my top Star Wars ship does not exist anymore. I know. So, <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is where I live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to disappointment. Yeah. Well, yeah, me both. Uh, okay, so we'll. Talk to me about uh, Poe and Finn. They're so gay for each other. They are. They're so, it's so, and they're precious. And they care about each other. And they were concerned about each other. And they had an instant chemistry with each other. And the way that Poe looked at Finn wearing his jacket. Bites the lip. You cannot tell me that he did not roll for a boner. He bites his lip. He bites his lip, and there is a moment of damn. He 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 elevatorizes him with biting his lip. Yep. You can't read that in any other way. Nope. <laughs> you can't. Poe Poe had to tell himself not to get a boner in that moment because it would not be appropriate. Mm-hmm. It was not boner time. Mm-hmm. There was a part but he of him, had one. There was a part of him that went back to when he was held uh, captive uh, by the fucking first order. And he's just like, <laughs> just just think back to the pain. Just think back to the pain. right, right. <laughs> think about think about think about Krylo Ren. Yeah. Think about his think on, face. <laughs> think on sexy thoughts. Think on sexy thoughts. <laughs> Stupid, sexy Kylo Ren. <laughs> oh, and then that's when he says, I need to change my strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining Adam Driver. It feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. And he's just wearing a Darth Vader helmet. See me now, Grandpa. See me now. He immediately wanted to. He wanted to be on Finn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is it. Think about their introduction to each other, where Finn grabs him and pulls him into like a small corridor, and they are chest to chest and very. I know. Like again, listen. You can't read that any other way. That is the shit fan fiction has been riding on for the past 30 years. 
Like that is right. I mean, yeah, that is that is the moment that sails a ship. Like that is, you know, that that's what we grasp to mm-hmm. those brief moments of physical contact. Yeah, I, and I think the most like I I am one of those people that likes uh, Last Jedi. Uh, fucking who cares? Uh, but okay. I think that one of the most frustrating parts of that movie is how, like, we still haven't had any time with our trio as a trio and that drives isn't racism fun it's so fucking annoying and so when you have finn and poe barely 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 interact in last jedi that's that's a huge huge missed opportunity and i feel i feel like it's (laughs) a bit like uh like Stephen Bucky where they were like oh everyone's reading this as gay make it less gay and well yes only, and also because Kathy Kennedy is a racist yeah but also like the only way to make it less gay because the chemistry is so prominent is you can't have them in the same room together well what we just talked about with the original trilogy is like if you had followed the beats of the original trilogy and done the last Jedi, the way that you did empire strikes back, you removed the hero's journey character to go have her hero's journey, leaving the other two in the trio to spend time together. And then what happens? They fall in love. They fall in love. (laughs) That's so if you'd kept Poe and Finn together in the second movie, by the laws of the trilogy, you would they would have fallen in love. That's the journey we're on, baby. Like that's just that's what... follow the journey. Ray just... got to go have her hero's journey, just like Luke did. Luke went to Dagobah, and Ray went to Island of of Misfit Luke. Um, so would you call this the Queero's journey? Yes, it's the Queero's journey. <laughs> like we see it, absolutely. We... <laughs> So if you had not made a, if you had not been, I hate that two of our leads are people of color and kept them together and let them do their thing instead of make Poe be an asshole. And, and, and for most of the movie. And write out Finn for most of the movie. Yeah. Uh, then you could have had them fall in love working uh, together. Yep. But they wouldn't have had to convince each other to fall in love. They would have just, they're already in love. And, and. They, I think this is where I'm going to be angry at Endgame come December because I feel like uh, Episode Nine is going to let me down in a lot of ways where it doesn't do the callbacks and connections that I'm wanting. Uh, oh, yeah. Because, like, I, I want JJ to go all in. Like, I want JJ to be like, nope, here it is. Here is the fucking first gay couple in Star Wars movies. Done. Fucking fight me. Like, I I want that to be the case, but I also deeply feel that it's not going to happen. 
Did you see the thing, speaking of Endgame, that recently came out with the Russo saying that one of the Avengers is secretly gay? And I was like, you mean two of them? And it's Steve and Bucky. (laughs) Or, or, or alternatively, Tony and Rhodey. And I mean, you got Tony and Rhodey, you got Steve and Bucky, uh, Carol, for sure. Uh, Valkyrie is by. Yeah. Um, well, but I don't know. If, Peter don't hasn't know. gone to college yet, so he's not sure. He hasn't experimented. He hasn't. He hasn't tested it he out. He hasn't yet. slept with Harry Osborn yet. Yeah, in the moment of weakness, he doesn't know Harry yet. Uh, so. Or or Johnny Storm because he's not part of the universe yet. Yeah, but you know, you know what the Russos said. The thing that would bring him back to Marvel is making a fucking Fantastic Four movie. No, I know. I'm saying that they're not officially back yet. I know. I know. Uh, they will be because now they can. But yes. Um, that yeah. Um, Finn and Poe. It's it's. We are on the precipice right now of either getting it made canon or relegating it to the realm of headcanon forever. That's that's where, like that's what we're teetering on right now. Don't let me down, JJ. Oh man. I don't like you. I've like one I've made I've liked one movie that you've made with no complaints. I would agree uh i love force awakens top to bottom that's that's a joy i like it i don't love it but again it's i didn't love a new hope either yeah so it's that the first one in a trilogy i like it i don't love it i have complaints um i the one movie that jj abrams is involved in that i i enjoy and have no complaints about is cloverfield that's it I fucking love Cloverfield too. Cloverfield is like one of my favorite movies, and I know that a lot of people don't like it, and they like to shit on it, and whatever. Fuck it. That was that is a great movie. It is yes. prime Lizzie Kaplan. It is T.J. Miller before he was a fucking douchebag. Yes. Um, I went. One of the uh, the main guy, Rob, is I was went to college at my school. Graduated the year before me. Oh, like, cool. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. I uh, can watch that movie. You can throw me down and watch that movie at any given time, and I will watch it all the way through, mm-hmm. and I will love it just as much as the first time that I saw it. Uh, here's here's a very old sentence. Uh, when the trailer for Cloverfield was released, I noticed something about the trailer, and I was like, I think that's the lead singer of Yellow Card. I know. I'm going to send them a message on MySpace. <laughs> and you know what? They fucking responded and they were like, it is. It's him. Yeah. Catch. Uh, and that was the wildest shit that, that happened. So I will always have a weird soft spot for Cloverfield because like it was it was a moment where I got to talk to my favorite band in high school. Like that was cool. Uh, and that movie's just great because uh, it 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 does something so fresh, uh, right? That it's completely different. It I was love it. a unique premise. It was a it was a premise 
that has been done before, but from a different lens. Mm-hmm. And like when they originally had the concept of doing a bunch of different like sequels to the movie that were from different perspectives of different people from the same night, yes. I was like, that's fucking genius. What a cool way to build a franchise. And they never did it. And I'm so mad about it. And now Matt Reeves is making a shitty Batman movie. And I am so frustrated. We that don't I know it's going to be shitty yet. I, I do know it's going to be shitty. Because to my to my lens, another young Batman movie is fucking shitty. Unless the next casting that I get is a Robin, yeah, it's gonna be shitty or a bat or a Batgirl. Yeah. Unless you cast a Robin or Batgirl as your next casting move to tell me that you're making a different young Batman movie, okay, cool. So I've already seen the Batman Begins. I've already seen fucking every, every other Batman movie that's ever been made. Like I'm bored do something else yeah and and i i feel like i need to say uh if if i were a betting man i am going to bet that spider gwen shows up in a live action movie before batgirl well i mean they've got a they've got a they're working on a batgirl movie same way that they're working on a nightwing movie that we're never probably gonna see exactly like so whatever. Since, since since I've if you don't cast a Robin and you don't cast Batgirl, it's the same fucking movie I've already seen, and I don't I don't want to see it. Yeah. And I don't care. Back back to the back to yes. One real quick more one more sidebar real quick about Cloverfield. I just have to tell you my Cloverfield viewing story. Yes. So we're in the theater. This was the third time I had gone to see it in the theater. Oh shit. And every single time, so I saw a screening, a screener of it, and then I went and paid for it because I liked it so much I wanted it to make money. And then I went a second time, a third time with my roommate who um, hadn't, couldn't go to the screener with me. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there, and it was the very end of the movie. And every single time, just as the footage cuts out and it's just dead silent the whole theater is just silent because there's no music at the end of the movie because it's found footage. Mm -hmm. So as soon as it cuts out after they're like, it's that, that garbled them at Coney Island. Yeah. Um, It's just silent. And all of a sudden from the very, very back of the theater, this man with a very deep voice goes, Oh, hell no. And I was so glad that it was the third time that I'd seen that movie and not the first because I laughed really hard. <laughs> and the first time that I saw it, I had a lot of emotions. Yeah. And so the third time I was prepared that I was going to lose them all. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. But if you haven't seen it, it's been like uh, 10 years. So fuck off. I don't care. Yeah, it has been uh, a very long time. It came out when I was in college and I have been out of college for 10 years. So God, that makes me feel really fucking old. I know. Um, Anyway. So do you want to do, do you have any other star Wars? I, uh, or is it segment time? Well, we need to, we need to rank Finn and Poe first. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And then I think any, any star Wars ones that we missed, we'll, we'll get to. We can always come back to. If we missed a star Wars ship that you think's really great listeners, you could send us a voice message on anchor or you can tweet us or you can email us 
or you can fucking engage with us and then maybe we'll <laughs> rank it. How's that sound? Yeah. Uh okay. Matt did get mad at me because I did not include a cyborg a cyborg ship. Oh no. In our Teen Titans episode. Okay. Well we'll um, we'll we'll do some catch up uh yeah. catch up episodes. Uh so where do you want to put them? Um I would say in the twenties. Okay. Um it's kind of in that same like Stephen Bucky. I would put it under Stephen Bucky, to be honest. Of Han and Luke? Mm, below. Because Han and Luke actually get to interact throughout the three movies. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Roy and Donna. Yeah, I could still put it above Roy and Donna. Okay. Because I feel like if they, in my world, when they're together, they, they stand the test of time. Yeah. All right, that's number 21. Uh, we got Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. And uh, Finn. Just Finn. Uh, oh, man. It's, excuse me, it is Poe Hot Dameron. Hot Dameron, yes, true. Uh, and just Finn. And Finn. Uh, is it F12 or FN21? I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> I, I wanted I wanted to get it out before you looked it up. <laughs> F- um, FN two one eight designation FN two one eight seven. I got it. <laughs> Everyone heard. Everyone heard. I'm a genius. Are you? No. <laughs> Where's your degrees? Sir? Uh, oh, they are here and there. You know, I like to keep them floating around just so I can grab them if I need them. In fucking space. Yep. Uh, okay. Segment time. We are going to try something new. Segment time. Because I thought, you know, we talk a lot about ships. We talk a lot about relationships and, and, and uh, our relationships to these characters, how we feel about them. So I thought maybe we could throw in something a little extra as we play. A little bit of FMK. That's right. It's F Mary Kill. Mary Kill. Or Frick Mary Kill. It's no, this is, an, got the, this is an adult podcast. You got the we do not censor our swears. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do some Star Wars FMKs uh, and uh, and see who lives to be married to our wonderful selves. Uh, so. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to? Um, I want you to go first. Okay. Like, I want you to ask me first, because I have to think about who I want you to FMK. Okay. So. Because you've had time to think about this, and I have not. Yeah. So, to kick it off, I'm going to do a good one, you know, and, and I'm, not, I'm not making you, you know, do anything too crazy. That's fine. So I'm going to say Han Solo. Okay. I'm going to say Poe Dameron. Okay. And I'm going to say prequels Obi-Wan. Oh, that's so mean. Um, okay. Um, fuck Obi-Wan. Okay. 
Um, just because I've had a thing for Ewan McGregor since I was like in eighth grade. Right. And I would just want to know, but I don't feel like I would want to marry him because he is recently divorced. Um, Obi-Wan is? Well, Ewan McGregor is. Right. We're talking about characters. I know, but I just cannot separate him. (laughs) Well, Obi-Wan also, yeah, I wouldn't want to marry Obi-Wan because I feel like I don't want to live in the desert. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, I don't like being hot. Yeah. Um, I would marry Poe Dameron. Interesting. Because I feel like he is a guy that would treat you really well. Mm-hmm. And he is would be a very supportive partner and he would be he would treat me as an equal. And he comes from a household of he supports and his heroes are women. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that would lead well to being a good partner. Yeah. And he would be kind, a good and kind partner to a female companion. So that leaves you. And I would kill Han Solo for no other reason than I didn't have a choice. I, like, I just, I like the other two in the capacity of wanting to have sex with them more and Han Solo has just been old my whole life (laughs) (laughs) like Harrison Ford has just been an old man my whole life so like I just also I yeah I just I couldn't separate him from Leia yeah so so you're no better than Kylo Ren well no I I'm not killing him because I don't love him I'm killing him because I had to pick somebody to kill and he's the one that I'm least sexually attracted to of the three of them is it because he looks like Caitlin's dad no it's just because I just have to bring up that he looks like I know he does look like Caitlin's dad but also or Caitlin's dad looks like him I'm not sure who's older who knows but either way either way no, it is entirely because of the three of them. I just am more attracted to the other two. Sure. So. Fair enough. All right. I'm going to do one to you. Princess Leia. Okay. Or General Leia, depending on how you feel about it. Both. <laughs> Princess General Leia. Yeah. Uh, or Senator Leia, um, Ray, or Padme. Okay. So, I had a feeling this was going to be my choice that I was going to have to go through. So, first things first, I am marrying Leia. 100%. Okay. okay. Uh, I love Leia and I feel like she would uh, she would be a good influence on me. Like I'd, I'd want to uh, get my shit together <laughs> to be with 
so I think that would be a, a good source of, uh, you know, motivation it, living with her. And, uh, and she's just rad. And uh, fuck Ray. And then that would leave me killing Padme, which sucks. Uh, with Ray, it's it's just this thing where I am just very attached to her, but uh, I wouldn't want to tie her down. She's an adventurer. She's got shit to do. She got planets to explore. Uh, and Padme, I just, oh man, I just feel like so bad for her. <laughs> that's the that's the only <laughs> way I can put it. I just feel yeah. really bad. Fair enough. Also, just as a little side note in relation to this, one hundred percent relates to what we're doing uh, today. Is the official twentieth anniversary of the Phantom Menace? Oh shit! We actually. <laughs> We actually planned something out for once on accident. And it's all because of Endgame. Thanks. Yep. Um, you want to do one more each? Sure. Okay. How about... <laughs> uh, this is where I'm going to go weird. Okay. I'll do a weird one next too. Okay. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Uh, Captain Panaka. And uh, shit. Um. Damn. Who else? Uh oh oh uh fucking General Hux. Kill General Hux. <laughs> um fuck Boba Fett because he's probably into some weird shit. Yeah. And, uh, boys. Yeah. And um marry Captain Panaka. He seems nice. He seems like a good guy. He he devoted his life to protecting his queen. Dresses up he, great. Dresses nice. He's a handsome fella. Mm-hmm. You know? He's responsible. Responsible. I mostly just wanted to talk about Captain Panaka because everyone forgets about him and I feel bad. Yeah. He was a good I mean, dude. I mean, to be fair, he, he does have the unfortunateness of being in the terrible movies. So Right. But yeah, no, he seems like a good dude. Seems like he would be a gentle and kind lover. <laughs> Very considerate. I promise to never say the phrase gentle and kind lover again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I want to be weird, but not like weird. Okay. Um, yeah, like I didn't go for any aliens or anything. Well, but not even aliens. I mean, I just, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to jar jar binks you. Yeah. 
I want you to actually have legitimate choices. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Sarlacc Pit, Job of the Hut. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I give you Captain Panaka. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, oof. Um, I'm trying to think of like weird but cool side characters because that Captain Panaka got me out of left field. Right. You can um, like Clone Wars or you know stuff like. I had never watched the Clone Wars to be honest. Clone Wars is pretty good. Yeah, I'm just not a big. I don't love animation, so it has to be like really good for me to get on board. Like the animation style has to be like really good. Yeah. And it just. Yeah, I never, and I just couldn't. I just have a hard time with cartoons that are made of ser- of like other other series that like don't have the same voice actors and so it's like when I'm used to hearing Ewan McGregor and then I hear somebody else it's just not it just wasn't my jam he, I have that he same problem with the Avengers you can get. James Arnold Taylor is as close as you can get to actually have yeah but again but it's just I just don't I have the same problem with the Avengers cartoons too like yeah. even though the Captain America voice is super fucking hot um, I just, I really have, especially the ones that have come out since the movies, because they're all like all of the t- Iron Mans try to do a Robert Downey Jr. impression. And I'm like, just do something else. I don't, if it's not Robert Downey Jr., I don't want him to sound like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, but like, that's what, that's what fucking Nathan Petrelli can do. That's what he's got in his arsenal. Yeah, but like the guy that did him for the Ultimate Avengers cartoon where he had that like really sexy deep voice, like that's what I want. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I want him to sound like because I don't even if I had a choice, I would change Robert Downey Jr.'s voice, too, because like I always imagine Tony having like this really deep, like sultry, like Brian Stokes Mitchell. You don't know that you're not a theater person. No. Um, look up if you don't know who Brian Stokes Mitchell is, look up his singing because a plus. Um, OK, Star Wars. Um, mm. um, fuck. Why can't I think of her name now? Fuck, Gwendolyn Christie. Oh, Captain Phasma? Captain Phasma. Um, Bodhi. Bodhi? Yeah. From Rogue One. Oh, shit. Or... Trying to think of a good one from the Mace Windu. Oh no. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay. I am going to F Phasma. Yeah, you would. Uh, because because who fucking wouldn't? <laughs> because she's she's super tall, and no explanation needed. I I I just want to climb that tree. What can I say? <laughs> I can make a Game of Thrones joke now. But you wouldn't get it. <laughs> you wouldn't get it. I would not understand at all. Uh, and then. think I'm going to 
Mary Bodie. Yeah. And, Who is on med? Yeah, and 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 kill off Mace Windu, which I'm sorry, Mace Windu, but uh, a lot like Han Solo or Harrison Ford has been old for our entire lives. So is Samuel L. Jackson. It's true. Sorry. Uh, Bodhi, uh, Riz Ahmed uh, reminds me of a wrestler that I really like. Uh, of course. He's very good. Um, and he's from Chicago. Uh, and he's no. very cool. Um, yeah, that's where, that's where I'm coming down on it. Mary and Bodhi. Right. I'm into it. Okay. Well, I think that's going to bring us to the close. If you like the FM, FMKs, we've been asking for it. Let us know. Uh, you can find us on it's nobudgetdreams.com, right? Well, uh, I can't afford the website right now. So. <laughs> there. Uh, what, what, do, you, do you remember the socials? Yeah, I can pull it up real quick. Okay. We're going to get them social media tags. That, that you can use. Uh, we so, want to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, so you can tweet us at ship manifest pod, um, or you can send us a message on yield Instagram. Uh, is that what the kids are still calling it? The yield Instagram more than likely. Um, and it's shipping manifest on Instagram. Um, yeah. Or you can send us voice messages on Anchor, uh, they now let you do it from anywhere you listen, so you don't have to do it through Anchor anymore. So if you want to send us a voice message, we can even play it on the podcast. That's uh, pretty not happy. that I didn't just do the paid ad or anything for uh, for my other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I, don't, I did. I, I, but I don't. I, did. I don't do the. I don't do the ads on here just because you know this is this is just a dumb thing that I wanted to do. Uh, I just just did the ads because I was like, all right, cool. I can make a couple bucks. Why not? Um, So, yeah, if you want to send us a voice message, you can do that thing. And and uh, by the next episode, uh, I am going to have a fresh email account. So we'll be able to take emails as well. Uh, We have an email. Oh, we do have an email. Yeah, we do have an email. So if you want to. Yeah, if you want to email us. Uh, I believe it is uh, shipping manifest at gmail.com. Perfect. Shipping manifest pod at gmail.com. So, um, yeah, I had to make one to sign up for the social medias. So, yeah, you can email us there as well. So, uh, email is shipping manifest pod at gmail.com. There you go. We've got it all under control. Uh, so, until next time. Uh, I'm not sure what what we're going to be doing for the episode. We might just do a bunch of FMKs to catch up on the episodes we've already done. Yeah, next Uh, next one, let's just do the FMK episode, and we'll just go through the lit. We'll go through the fandoms we've already done or the topics we've already done. Yeah, or the list we already have. (laughs) Go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and plan on that. Uh, But until then. I've been Kyle. I'm Kelsey. And uh, we just want you to keep on shipping. Stay fresh cheese bags. Oh, no, not that. Yep, yep. Gonna do it every time. Disconnecting.